Welcome to the Executive Coach for Moms podcast, where we support women who are attempting to find balance and joy while simultaneously leading people at work and at home. I'm your host, Leanna Lasky-McGrath, former tech exec turned full-time mom, recovering perfectionist and workaholic, and certified executive coach. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode six. We are about to share the final installment of the three-part series where my friend Andrea Palmer is interviewing me as I share my story about my career and my transition to motherhood. So if you haven't caught episodes four or five, I would definitely recommend going back and giving them a listen before you listen to today's episode. We left off when I had just left my executive job and transitioned to my new position of chief learning and development officer for a future CEO, aka full-time mom for my almost two-year-old daughter. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how challenging it was for me to give up the identity that I'd held on to for so long as a workaholic business leader. One thing that I noticed as I reflect on this conversation is the importance of noticing and managing our thoughts because what came up for me as I was listening to this episode is that when I transitioned to my career pause, after the honeymoon period wore off, I was right back to where I was before when I was a working mom. I was holding myself to the unrealistic expectations that I talked about in episode four, and I was beating myself up when I didn't meet them. I had changed my circumstances, but it wasn't until I changed my thoughts that I was really able to change my overall experience. A lot of times I think we believe that it's the circumstances that we're in that are causing our stress, but actually circumstances are completely neutral. It's actually our thoughts about those circumstances that determine our experience. So I just found that really interesting as I was listening. And so I might encourage you to listen for that today as well. Also, a lot of times when I'm writing episodes, I'll brainstorm a bunch of thoughts. And then I like to throw them into some AI like ChatGPT and just ask it to summarize it for me. It kind of helps me to bottom line things. And it's fun to see what comes up when I do that. And so I tried it with this episode's transcript, and I actually really liked how it sums it up. So I just want to share it. It said, in summary, Leanna's journey as a full-time mom has been marked by a shift in expectations, self-discovery, and personal growth. She has learned to let go of all-or-nothing thinking and embrace the imperfections of everyday life while striving to be the best version of herself for her daughter. I just really love that. I thought it summarized it really well. And by the way, though, I do have to note that I definitely have not totally let go of all or nothing thinking, but I'm working every day to consciously move more and more away from it and really embrace the gray area in between. So Andrea asks me at the end of this episode how I've changed through this experience. And I talked about a few things that came to mind in the moment because this was a totally organic conversation, but I'll definitely share more about that in future episodes. All right, that's enough of the spoiler alerts. Now it's time to go to the show. I really hope you enjoy hearing about this part of my story. So did you just fully dive into that and never look back? Or did you have any kind of emotions or processing related to losing that part of your life? Both. (laughs) because I was so excited. 
And I think that at the beginning, my thought was like, I'm going to plan out our days. I remember like buying curriculum for (laughs) (laughs) two-year-olds. I was like, I am going to, like, we are going to have, you know, this this structured learning and every day is going to be amazing. And so I kind of went into it with like these expectations. And I remember my very first day was like the perfect day. My very first day after it was like January, beginning of January, because my last day at the job was like, and somewhere mid-December before the holiday break, that my like first official day of like husband being back to work and me being on a full-time mom and it was a perfect day. And I was like, oh my God, if every day could be like this. And it's funny, as I was kind of preparing for this conversation, I was listening back to a coaching session that I had done around that time where I talked about this day. It was it was right after the right after I started. And I was talking about like, how can I be present all the time? And so what I did at the beginning, I think, was just transfer the thought that like, I need to go all in. I need to be perfect at this from trying to do two things to now I think I had this mindset of one thing and I am going to be the perfect mom and I'm going to be fully present with my daughter all the time because I'm not going to have all this other stuff to worry about and it's going to be amazing. And so I think that lasted for, (laughs) I don't know, a few days or weeks, right? That like euphoria of the excitement of something new and then like kind of reality settled in where it was like, okay, like every day is not perfect because Mm -hmm. I'm still living my human life where it's 50-50 and I'm, you know, we're having great times sometimes and not great times other times. And I think like in the back of my mind, I was like, but I'm not working, like, but I'm not doing my job. So it kind of saved me through for a while, but I still had a babysitter come in, I think one or two days a week so that I could do my coaching, be coached so I could do my therapy so I could have some time to myself. And that was, it was really important. I highly recommend it if it's affordable and, and, you know, able to fit in the budget. It was wonderful. So um, just to be able to kind of, again, focus on me because I think I saw and still see my job is like to support my daughter. And so I want to do that from the best place possible. And so I want to kind of be the best version of myself. And so focusing on me is really important to me. So I I still do that, but it got a lot harder because uh, we actually decided to move. And also we lost, we lost that nanny, um, that babysitter. So we, we had some childcare changes and then, and then we relocated from Texas to Pennsylvania, packed up a house, built a house, you know, all all things. I really don't know how I would have done all of that. sold a house. (laughs) I don't know how I would have done all that if I was also working full time. But so I think there was a bit of time in there where that kind of fell off a bit, you know, and then came back. So I think some of the things I had planned on doing, like launching this podcast, for example, and relaunching my business were delayed a little bit more than I had initially planned on, but which is fine at, at all. It was all positive changes in our lives. It was just, it took a lot of work to kind of like relocate across the country and set up a new house and everything like that. And then in terms of mourning the loss of identity, I don't think I, I remember meeting people in those first few months or like even just taking my daughter to a doctor's appointment and meeting a new doctor or something. And they would always ask, what do you do? And I had a really hard time with it, with answering that question, because I was like, how do I describe what I do? Because 
you know, like I'm a full-time mom and I don't know if I'm like ready for that to be my full-time identity, right? My only Mm -hmm. identity. And I think that the concept, the term, I'm not a big fan of the term stay-at-home mom. Honestly, I was home a lot more when I was working than I am when I'm a mom because I we go out all the time. But I was not ready to wear that that coat. <laughs> that, uh-huh. right? I was not ready to join that club. And so, yeah, I would say like, well, I'm taking a break from my executive job, you know, or like something where it was uh-huh. like clear, like I'm focusing on her full time, but like, it's just temporary, right? I, like, <laughs> like to make, add those qualifiers. And so it definitely took some time to, to drop that, to really like step into, okay, I'm a full-time mom. Uh, and that's my focus. I would say like, I'm focusing on her right now. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So, so yeah. And there was some mourning needed, but I think the reality is, is anytime that you have a major life transition, like I moved across the country several times, you know, I went from West Virginia to California, to Florida, to Texas, to Pennsylvania. And all in all of those, there's always, it's, it's 50, 50, right? It's all, you're always sad about it and mourning what you're leaving behind and also simultaneously excited about it. My daughter and I talk all the time about how we can feel two emotions or more at the same time. And I think that's, that was what was going on for me, right? I was feeling really excited and really happy about my new life. And I was kind of like mourning the loss of that old Leanna Mm -hmm. as well. And also, as you can tell, really just applying old Leanna to new life, right? Like the perfectionist concepts and and things like that, that took a lot of time to to work through. Yeah. And it sounds like your daughter probably has a great emotional intelligence as a result of you being able to be around more and spend time and and focus on it and develop her as a human. Kind of like you were doing with your staff, I guess, in the past, right? You talked about developing the team and the people mm-hmm. on your team. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I'm really, I guess, proud of. Um, and also, I don't know, just like, I think it's really important to me that I equip her as best as I can to be able to navigate the world um, and to kind of define success on her terms and go out and get what she wants. The most feminist concept of them all. (laughs) Well, and I think that's what I ended up coming to whenever I made the decision was, A, I think what the women who fought for us to have, you know, equal representation and rights was not so that we would be doing something that we weren't, where we weren't feeling totally fulfilled or like it wasn't totally in alignment with our values, but for us to have the choice, Uh that was kind of where I landed with that was that I am honoring these women who fought for us by making the choice that most aligns with my values and Uh is what I truly want. And B, like you said, I mean, being able to set her up. You know, I I think one of the things that we focus on a lot is helping her identify like her inner compass and focus on, you know, not focus on external validation. I think the way that we raise our children has a lot of external validation, a lot of praise, a lot of consequences. And therefore, like we learn to look outside ourselves for our answers and whether or not we're doing what we should be doing, quote unquote. And something that we focus on all the time and a lot is really like helping her to 
to tune into herself and like what she's feeling, how her body's feeling about like reacting to something and to be able to make her own decisions and decide what she's comfortable with, right? And not necessarily do whatever someone else is telling her to do or doing something for a reward or doing something to avoid a punishment, but that she is learning to have that kind of internal motivation and and be able to like be in touch with her own inner compass to make mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Next on your list should be a parenting podcast. So anything changed majorly in you since you're kind of, you know, full-time in this new role and you've been doing it for years and you're kind of starting on this even next chapter of digging into what you'd intended to when you first made the the leap. Yeah. I think so much has changed. Um, whenever I was listening to that coaching session recording of me from two years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just such a different person now. I have a much different perspective. I think I trust myself a lot more than I used to. And I listen to myself a lot more uh, rather than, you know, like looking to everybody else for my answers. I think I also, I would call myself a recovering perfectionist. So I don't think I've shed that completely. And I don't think I want to because I think there are, there's gems in everything, right? And so I don't want to fully shed that like desire for greatness. But I have realized that Like something doesn't have to be perfect to be really great. And that kind of all or nothing thinking, I think that what I have realized over the past few years is that there's so much more goodness in the middle. So initially, when I initially left and I was, you know, full about to start full-time momming, I was like, I gotta be present 100 percent of the time, right? Like always be there and and holding myself to that standard. And then I realized like first of all, like that's not possible. A, B, like that's not fun, (laughs) right? Like it's not fun to like try and force myself there. And so um, I think that, you know, I've kind of learned to accept that we're going to have good days and bad days. We're going to have kind of like riding the waves a little bit more, I guess I would say, like going with it. And it was like, I think when I had my daughter, I had to relinquish control, but like I wasn't ready to. I was still like, ripping it as tightly as I could. And I think at this point, it's it's much more like, hey, let's just like get on this surfboard and like ride it together and figure it out as we go. And I think I'm a lot more comfortable with just like navigating each day as it comes rather than like thinking it has to be a certain way and planning for that. And then when it doesn't go that way, being like totally shattered and disappointed and, you know, being really hard on myself. Another thing that I was actually just thinking about the other day is that I've done a lot is I've done a lot of work, a lot of like internal personal work. I've continued my therapy and my coaching through this time, which I think has been really beneficial to feeling like I am an effective parent, um, an effective partner and an effective just like the more the person that I want to be and show up as. And so I think that perfectionist mindset had me doing a few different things. One was that like when I would look at someone I admired, I just assumed like I would put them on a pedestal and assume that they had a perfect life. And I think I've realized like, oh, wait, nobody, nobody has a perfect life. I think I knew that before, but like I didn't believe it. And I think the other thing is that I, I always 
tried to build my identity around my best days, Hmm. my best self, and only put that forward. Kind of like almost not acknowledge the bad stuff about myself, right? So I was like, yeah, like that was just an off day or like, right? Like I would, it was like, I just like didn't want to own it. I would only, I was only willing to own the good stuff. And I think I have spent a lot of time like sitting with, the quote unquote bad stuff about myself, like what I would previously have termed bad stuff, Um, like sitting with it and just learning to accept that about myself. So yeah, I mean, in the end, I think it comes to like self-love. And so that has been, that has been a huge growth. There's been so much growth, honestly, I think as a parent and just like recognizing that I can do all the things, I could do all the things perfectly to my standards and my daughter's going to be who she is. And right, like I can't control another person. And so um, I think like letting go of the expectation of perfectionism for myself and just like showing up as best I can at any given moment, hopefully will ha- teach her, show her how to have grace for herself whenever she's not showing up the way that she wants to, right? Because like, Mm -hmm. again, like we're humans, we're not perfect and we don't show up as the perfect versions of ourselves all the time. That's something else I've learned. I could probably do a whole podcast on all the things I've learned if I, (laughs) because it's been, yeah, it's been such a huge, uh, a huge time of growth for me. So I think now I'm really excited to kind of share that with other women, especially women who are, doing the mom thing and doing the work thing and and trying to balance it all because I definitely did not have the time or I should say I did not make the time for a lot of personal growth when I was working and parenting full time. And so I'm hopeful that like the things that I have learned and that I continue to learn because I'm on the journey, I'm not finished, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there. I hope that I can share those things and that they can be helpful to women as they are navigating because I know not everybody wants to step out of the workforce and be a full-time mom and not everybody has the option of doing that either. And so I think that for those women who are trying to be an amazing mom and being an amazing, amazing at their jobs, I hope that I can offer something to them both through this podcast and through coaching. Mm-hmm. And having someone to talk through that with is always incredibly helpful in a non-judgmental space and accepting your whole self and and everything like that. So I guess when I first started talking to you about it, I didn't know what it is. And there's probably even still gray area. What What is coaching in this, <laughs> in this perspective? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think as a society, we have so many different roles that are called coach, right? Like they're sports coaches. And so a lot of times when we hear coaching, we think like, oh, so like you teach soccer? (laughs) Uh A life coach. Yeah. And so there's life coaching and there are health coaches and executive coaches. And so there are lots of different ways of coaching. So I'm not saying that like the way I define it is the way. It's just, you know, the, the coaching that I do is kind of sitting down together and looking at something that's going on for for you and just kind of like being very curious about it being that kind of third party person you know those third party eyes looking at something so like 
when I talk about, I talked about a lot of the stories that I've had over, over time, and we all have these stories, and we just kind of accept them as fact because our brain has come up with these stories and then isn't going to be the one to challenge them. <laughs> and so um, I think having somebody else to talk through it and then, you know, you, you kind of say a story or something that you see as fact and that you may not even realize, right, that you're seeing as fact. And I think, you know, having someone there to talk through it and kind of say like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting, you know, and and then we can kind of dive into like, where did that come from? And is that a story you want to keep? And then you can kind of more consciously decide. And so I think coaching really helps to find insights about our ways of thinking and then um, allow us to make conscious decisions about how we want to think and how we want to live our lives. So coaching has helped me immensely, as I've talked about, you know, that has really helped me, helped me to make the decision to leave and then, you know, has helped me over the years just to continue to learn about myself and to replace stories that are just not very helpful um, and stories that I don't actually believe, but like I don't even realize are just kind of on autopilot in my subconscious and to kind of bring them to the forefront and then decide what I want to believe. And I think, yeah, it's a, it's a process of self self exploration together with another person. That's awesome. So what's next? Yeah. So I have been coaching now for the past several months. Uh, and it's been really fun to coach. I've been coaching mostly women who are kind of where I was um, mm -hmm. and, you know, who have, as we talked about, we are having babies a bit later. And so there are more women who are at the executive level or at a management or, you know, as high within the organization and responsible for a lot within the organization. So feeling like the weight of the company is on their shoulders and then also having the weight of a child, you know, young child on their shoulders as well. And so I've been coaching women there and it's been so fun for me. Um, and I feel like I have so much to offer there and can like genuinely help. So, so the women that I've been coaching, it's just been amazing to kind of see their transformation. And I think that it was interesting, actually, one of my clients said to me, I, it was after our first session, she came into our second session and just said like, since our last session, I have felt like I've just been enjoying life more. Like I've just been enjoying my time with my daughter more, enjoying work more and like worrying less about all the little things. And so it, it's so rewarding to me to hear that um, because I think that's where I was. I felt like I like my work. I love my kid, but I'm not enjoying my life. And I, you know, and I wanted to just enjoy life more. And so I, my goal really is to help women who are trying to do things that they really enjoy. And maybe there are enjoying components of their life just to be able to enjoy the entire experience a bit more, just to live the lives that they want to live. That's amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Do you have any more questions, Barbara Walters? <laughs> <laughs> My final question. Yes. What are you most looking forward to in this, this next chapter of your life? So... My kind of vision for how I want to build my business is that I want to scale it with 
my daughter as she gets more involved in school and other activities. So right now she's in preschool. So I have, you know, a few days a week for a few hours to coach and work on building my business. And then she'll go to kindergarten, she'll go to grade school. So I'll have more and more time, like progressively more time um, as she goes to school more and also gets more involved in different activities. So I want to build a very successful business in that way. One, for myself and for our family, because I think that's what's best for our family. And two, so that I can show other women that it's possible that, you know, if this is something that they prefer to do, if they, I think we should always respect whatever a woman's choice is, if she wants to work, if she doesn't want to work, or if she wants to do, well, let me be clear, there is always work involved when there are children. So if she wants to have a job and have kids, have kids and focus fully on that, or if she wants to build her own thing, um, because more and more women, and especially moms are building their own businesses so that they can do it on their terms and not have to work somebody else's hours. Yeah, I want to show that that's possible. And three, to show what's possible for my daughter. I think that she's not that she remembers per se, but like in her four years now, she has experienced me as a as a working mom and as a full-time mom. And then she'll get to experience me as a small business owner, you know, building my company. And so mm-hmm. I think it will be, I would just love to like show her that it's possible to work and be a, be a great mom and do it on my terms rather than working for somebody else because that's kind of always been my goal is to work for myself. So so yeah, that's kind of um what I'm really excited about and I'm just excited to help women because we deserve it because we don't have a lot of support unfortunately um in our you know in the systems and things like that that are out there for us. So yeah, I want to I want to help other women who are feeling like they need help and support and um, who I can help. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. This was fun. And my <clears throat> losing my voice, I think a little bit from talking so much. <laughs> it was but, great to learn a little bit more and dig, you know, deeper into your story and how you got where you are and where you're heading. Thank you. Any um, last thoughts from on, on your end? No, I resonate with so much of what you say, as I'm sure as many other people out there do and struggling with the different parts of yourself and accepting yourself as that whole person and all of that, that it entails and being different people at different phases of your life. And that's totally okay. You know, we're meant to grow and evolve and change. And at the end of the day, that's kind of the moral of the story, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, uh, hanging out with me today and talking through all of this and asking great questions um, so that I could share my story. And I knew that you would and, um, and I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Executive Coach for Moms podcast. Please like, subscribe, or follow the show so you'll be notified when the next episode is available. I hope you'll join me again next time. Take care.